You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome, welcome to everybody on this glorious Sunday morning. You are here live with Dr. Jeff Werber, your host for the next 30 minutes here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. And we are here for you. We want to hear from you. A uh, number of ways to do it. It's very easy. If you have questions, anything you want to ask about your pets, just give us a call. You can reach us here the easy way, 877-385-8882. Once again, toll-free, 877-385-8882. You can also just log in to PetLifeRadio.com. Click on the Ask the Vest with Dr. Jeff tab, and you will find us and be entered into our conversation. You'll see a box on the website that says, Join the Conversation. Just go ahead and start typing away. And lastly, you can send us an email to drjeff at PetLifeRadio.com. It's that easy. And uh, once again, we're here with the help of our sponsors. That's ProSense Pet Products, veterinary quality products that you can find at your mass retailers. And Kong, K-O-N-G. And for those of you in the Southern California area, as I mentioned before, on the 11th, Friday night coming up is the More Than a Cone event. This is really cool. It's a great, great event. It's going to be supporting a number of animal charities, animal charities that are going to be determined by the celebs. And there are many celebs there. It's going to be a red carpet event, et cetera. And the premise is this. It's really, really cool. What they did was they commissioned world-class artists to paint, to use as their canvas those funny-looking Elizabethan collars that so many of us have to use and send our pets home after surgery or after with severe skin problems or whatever. And it's embarrassing. And these dogs don't want to go to the dog park wearing that cone because they look so funny. So what this More Than a Cone event does is these artists are commissioned to paint the cones. And what they're ultimately going to do is take some of the designs, the winning designs, the ones that go for the most money, and they are going to incorporate these into the manufacture of the cone. So when your dog or cat has to wear a cone, they'll be wearing not a cone of shame, but a work of art. How cool is that? And the money going to charity, which is great. So anyway, here we are. This is it, guys. This is, for all intent and purposes, this ends summer. We We have a few weeks left, but still, when you think about Labor Day, now I know that schools now start going back in August in a lot of places. Yeah, I didn't like it. We were always the Tuesday after Labor Day. That's when our first day of school back was. So we just kind of knew that we had to take this weekend in because you know what? After this weekend, we're back to the grind. And even when it comes to our pets, you know, I find that once mom has busy with the kids and preparing his school and the shopping and all that stuff, who takes a back seat? The pets, which is one of the reasons why typically in many veterinary practices, the busiest time of year, not just because of skin problems, not just because they're at the park and they're going to hurt themselves or get into a fight. It's because the days are longer. There's more time in everybody's hands. They're thinking about their pet, their four-legged family. And now when we get back to the grind, all of a sudden, who gets the backseat? So it slows down, I'd say, over the next couple of months. Plus, with cooler weather, I think pets do better, certainly as far as allergies are concerned. We have, in most parts of the country, the flea population starts dying out. So uh, it makes a little bit better. But what do we have going on? This weekend, this weekend, the last weekend before the insanity of school and all that is where families are getting together and barbecuing. And uh, boy, I'll tell you, when we think about barbecuing, we think of a lot of potential hazards and we're here to give some solutions. And I have as my guest, 
Dr. Katie Nelson, a colleague and friend, not just as a veterinarian, but Katie in the D.C. area. It's called The Pet Show with Dr. Katie, and uh, you can get it at www.thepetshow.tv. Locally, it's on Channel 8, and you can also get it online if you want to just check it out. It's wjla.com. And um, Katie, how are you? I am great, Jeff. I don't know if I have as much enthusiasm as you right now because uh, my kids are headed back to school this week as well. But yeah, we're doing great, doing great here in D.C. Now, everyone has to know that Katie, you know, unlike, you know, many others that we joke that do some media and might, one might say, oh my God, they have a face for radio. Katie has a face for TV. And <laughs> Katie, what? You didn't want to be on camera today because you got to share this. Okay. Well, yeah, Dr. Jeff had asked if I could do video for this today. And I was like, you know, I was really unaware. I was putting up lights on my deck and cleaning my garage on a Sunday morning. So I wasn't quite camera ready yet. Oh, uh, yeah. But, you know, when you're dealing with like this Skype camera, the flaws, if you have any, wouldn't really show. So, uh, but Maybe if uh, I anyway. Had one of those fancy cones, I, I could have yep, done exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> Not a fancy cone. So, okay, so it's a holiday weekend. Your kids are going to be going back to school. Between today and tomorrow, is there going to be a barbecue in the Nelson household? There is not going to be here, but we are attending one. Yeah, so, ah, okay. so there's definitely going to be uh, some of those dangers you were referring to about the barbecue for our pets, you know, because there are a lot of people that do bring their pets along with them, or if you're hosting it at your house and you've you know got your own pets there, you know, it really is, um, it's a great way for everybody to get together, but when it comes to our pets, it really is one of the more dangerous things that I think that we do that we're completely unaware of how dangerous it can actually be for our pets. You know, that that you probably have one of these stories too, Jeff, your, your first holiday out of vet school. And of course you're the newbie. So you basically get stuck with, you know, the cruddiest call. <laughs> Mine was July 4th. And, you know, I was scared to death that I was going to have some crazy call that I was going to have to deal with on my own. And of course I did. It was a golden retriever that came in for vomiting and his stomach was massive. And I thought, oh my gosh, he's a GDV on July 4th. What am I going to do? Oh my gosh. Well, I started feeling on him and it wasn't actually a GDV. I was like, gosh, he is full. And we did some x-rays on him and there was just this crazy looking stuff in his stomach. We took him to surgery and sure enough, 17 corn cobs later. Oh my God. Now yes, just let, let's 17. talk about that for a second. So first of all, the GDV, for those of you that may not know, is the gastric dilatation volvulus. That's what we, the late term is bloat or just gastric torsion. That's where the stomach gets bloated and then actually turns, rotates on its own axis and like shuts itself off. It goes over 180 degrees and it shuts off both ends and there's no place for the food or the floor or the gas that is basically building up because of the intestinal flora. And all of a sudden, it's a serious emergency. And I was going to mention, I'm so glad you mentioned corn cobs. Because in a sense, Katie, this dog was lucky that it ate so many and you had an instant knowledge that there's a problem here because the stomach was so bloated. Typically, they eat one. Yep. And then, or it's a half, usually, because you break these corn cobs in half, make it easier for us to eat as well. And they love them. I don't know what it is, but they love them. Even though there's no corn on them anymore, it's just the cob. And they eat them, and it gets through the stomach successfully. Now it's kind of coursing through the intestine, doing its thing until everything gets a little too narrow, sometimes at the ileocecal junction, wherever it is, and that baby comes to a dead stop. Yep. And now what happens is the intestinal wall is trying to do its thing. It's called peristaltic waves. It's trying to push it and propel it in the direction, you know, from the stomach end to the other end, but it can't. So it's tightening 
over this corn cob, which is now remaining immovable, and it starts cutting off blood supply to the wall of the intestine. And this is a major disaster. It is oftentimes, it turns out to be several days later, a major emergency surgery. You have to do what's called an anastomosis because you have so much damaged tissue, and it is just a pain. And over the years, all of us have seen many corn cobs. And now, now I have five dogs at home. We are hosting. And I know that what we think we, you know, it's so interesting when you think about nasal receptors, we have about 5 million. Dogs have about 200 million. They have 40 times the nasal receptors that we have. So whereas you might not really get that aroma, that whiff of what's cooking on that grill until you're several feet away, they know it when they're down the block. So what's happening is they are, as soon as you start taking that meat out and preparing it, whether it's the hamburger or the steak, or even when it's in a Ziploc plastic bag marinating, trust me, they know. And if you are going to allow them, they are going to jump up on that barbecue. They're either going to get a hold of something not supposed to, like those chicken wings. Those are one swallow away. Or how about just burning themselves? So it's a danger. Certainly, we mentioned the corn cobs. That's a danger. And a lot of the foods that we like to eat are just a little bit too fatty for our dogs. And then we worry about something called pancreatitis. Now, I know, Katie, that you do a lot of spokesperson stuff as well. And tell me, you know, the whole idea is we really want to try to incorporate our pets into the festivities, but we want to keep them safe. So let's come up with some ideas. Go ahead. Well, you know, one of the things that I can tell you that uh, we all need to do is to keep that grill very, very clean because that those juice drippings and the grease at the bottom of the grill in that catch area can be really hard for your pets to resist. You mentioned jumping up on it. You know, that's obviously an issue as well. But think about that low to the ground area where all that stuff gets caught. That can really be super tempting and, as you said, can lead to something like pancreatitis. The other thing is we have to think about the leftovers because it's not just the day of, it's the day after and until the trash man comes and picks it up. That stuff sitting there, as you sort of said, marinating in the garbage bag, can really be enticing for them as well. Bones, corn cobs, as we said, greasy tinfoil. I have seen dogs come in with lacerations in their mouth as well as probably all the way down their GI tract from chewing up tinfoil. So making sure you get that trash can, get a tight lid on it, put it away somewhere where they can't get to it. And then, you know, try and encourage yourself as well as all of your guests to not give them bites from the table because especially pets that are not accustomed to having human food, it really can cause some major GI upset. And some of the stuff that we use to season our food that makes it taste, you know, absolutely delicious is not necessarily going to be the best for our pets. So make sure that you're aware of that as well. And, you know, if you want to have something there that your guests and yourself can give to your pets, the kind that I usually recommend is called Nudges. You can find out more about Nudges Dog Treats at their website, nudgesdogtreats.com. And they've got some great little products that are, you know, all American sourced, American raised meats. There's no artificial flavors or fillers. It's just the good stuff in there. And there's some called Grillers and Sizzlers. So they actually even look like you pulled them off the grill right there. And you can have that for your pet to give them a healthy option rather than that tempting option of giving them something off of your plate. Uh, that sounds great. Also, um, well, when we get back, we have to take our little quick break here. We're going to talk about some things that you don't even think about when it comes to holidays like this. So uh, don't go away. We'll be back in a second. If you want to give us a call, if you have any questions for me or Dr. Katie, you can reach us at 877-385-8882. Give us a call. Don't go away. We'll be back in a minute. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. 
This is my tired of itching face. Does your dog suffer from persistent itching and scratching? Allergies and skin irritations caused by environment, including pollens, insects, especially fleas, food, and common household allergens are common problems in dogs. It's easy to alleviate your dog's discomfort at home with ProSense. ProSense itch and allergy products provide fast relief from symptoms like itchy, irritated skin, skin infections like hot spots and watery eyes. ProSense products are veterinary formulated and recommended to ensure the very best for your pet. Try ProSense today. Your dog will thank you for it. Pets love life. Love them back with ProSense. Do you know that moment when your dirty dog's about to jump in your nice, clean car? You can avoid all the cleanup and mess with a 4K9 seat cover. 4K9s makes heavy-duty seat covers and cargo liners that will blend seamlessly with the interior of your vehicle. You can find us at 4K9s.com. That's the number 4, K-N-I-N-E-S.com or on Amazon.com. 4K9s makes nothing but the best for your best friend. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com And we're back live. You're here with Dr. Jeff Werber and with my special guest, Dr. Katie Nelson, also a, uh, a TV host herself. Uh, why don't you tell us about your show real quick? Yeah, we've been doing our show here in D.C. now for three and a half years. And honestly, it is just so much fun. We, uh, you know, D.C. is such a great area to do something like this because we have so many national organizations right here uh, with headquarters, you know, ASPCA, HSUS, Humane Society International, Born Free USA. I mean, all these great, amazing organizations are all right here to be close to the government. And then we've also got so many just cool local people that come on as well. We always have a um, what we call the adorable ad- adoptable at the end of every single show where we have, you know, adoptable pets from local rescue and shelter organizations come on. But we talk about all sorts of stuff, everything from, you know, obviously pet health topics with me being a veterinarian to cool products to just cool things that are happening, events, things like that. And, you know, it, it started small and we have really been growing and growing over the past few years. And we have people that fly in from all over the country now to to be on our show, and um, you know it's just it's a really unique thing that that we're doing here, and it's very well done and a lot of fun. So I hope everybody can check it out on www.thepetshow.tv, and you can watch back episodes there and see some of the other stuff that antics that I get myself into. And uh, it's just uh, like I said, it's a lot of fun. And Jeff, if you're ever over here in uh, DC, we certainly would love to have you on one day. Oh, absolutely. Would uh, if I make it that far east, though. You know, occasionally I'll speak at the Central Veterinary Conference East, the CBC East. Yeah, and um, that's pretty close by. Yeah, that's, uh, that's right across that's, the that's, that's, from us. Yeah, that's where I met you the first time. That's so, right. So, um, so uh, also one of the things that we just to refresh everybody from that long one-minute break. 
that we were talking about some dangers. I mean, even, we definitely want to have fun on this Labor Day. It's a great time for families. It could be a great time for pets, but we have to be very careful because our pets don't do as well with certain things that we like to eat as we do. I mean, our systems can handle certain things that they just can't. And we talked about the dangers of, believe it or not, corn cobs. It's a biggie. Fatty foods, the drippings from fatty foods, so anything on the barbecue, just the, the heat itself, because they don't know. They want that meat. They're going to jump up and try to go for it. They'll not only get the meat, but they'll get a good burn as well. So these are some of the things. But there are other things that I worry about too, and especially if you are hosting or if you are going to go to someone's house and, that you, and you know they have pets, depending on where those pets are, when dogs sometimes get very excited. Now, cats in a fearful situation, they will run and hide. They will be very hard to find, as a matter of fact. Dogs, what do they do? One of their jobs is to guard the house. So people are coming in, sometimes strangers, dog, doors are being opened, doorbells are ringing, dogs are barking, and I always worry a few things. I worry about a dog getting out. That's one of my biggest fears of Halloween time is that, you know, that doorbell is ringing every two minutes and the door is being opened. You got to make sure you keep your pets under control. Make sure they're not there. Well, the same thing on a day like this when people are coming over, dogs might have a tendency to bolt. If you have a really good watchdog dog and the people coming over are not familiar with your dog or vice versa, I always worry also, even the nicest dog, you know, I have five dogs. I want to make sure that they're going to be well taken care of. Certainly, what they're going to be doing a lot of today, especially because it's gorgeous, it's been 90 degrees here in Los Angeles, is they're going to be spending much of their day in the pool, which is great. But also, I worry about one of them, though he's, he's a Labradoodle. You think, oh my God, Labradoodles, that should be great. He is the best watchdog. And he has a tendency, if he doesn't know somebody, he'll be okay. And I always tell guests that don't know him or haven't met him, once he knows you, he's great, is that you want to go careful with him. Let him discover you. Don't go over to him. Kind of ignore him. He'll come over. He'll sniff you. You want to pet him a little bit. That's fine. But I found that when people are afraid of him, when they turn their back on him, he will run up to them and try to nip them right in the behind. How embarrassing is that for a veterinarian's dog to nip someone right in the butt? So he's really something. So uh, again, just to be safe when you have people over, it's very important to make sure your dogs are better behaved then sometimes they are. They should be as well-behaved as we want them to be, not as well-behaved as they actually are. And I, as, as we all know, there is a difference there. So uh, keep that in mind, too, when you have uh, guests coming over. So, you know, Katie, here in LA, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we really see a, a change in business trend during the cooler months, during um, I think that psychologically with longer days, parents, you know, you know the kids bugging mom, come on, mom, you got to take the dog in. I think that people are more inclined to come in just on their annual stuff. So their annual exam seems to be more prevalent during the spring and summer. And then also during the spring and summer is when we have the skin problems because of fleas and, and atopic allergies, inhaled allergies. It's when we have more injuries because they're out and about and they're running and they're playing and they're going to the dog park, et cetera, et cetera. Do you see back in the Northeast a similar trend that business does change during the fall and winter as opposed to spring and summer? Absolutely. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, it's very, it's very cyclic here as well. You know, I mean, we, uh, we actually have a pretty big resurgence a lot of times of fall allergies that happen, I guess, just various things that are starting to come out. And then whenever it gets cold enough for people to start turning their, their heating systems on, we definitely see another uh, sort of 
resurgence at that point of skin changes and skin issues because not only does the air get drier in our homes, so they get a little bit more itchy, but um, you know, a lot of people don't spend a lot of time cleaning those vent systems and stuff out. So when you turn that on initially, it's really dusty. So for sure, we see a lot of that. And then, you know, it's just, there's all of these holidays that happen in the fall as well. And so, you know, me, I was on the emergency side for a long time. And we definitely just would always batten down the hatches when it came to the holidays, because that is such a busy time for veterinary hospitals, especially emergency hospitals, because of, you know, the things like what we've been talking about today with, you know, barbecues and all of that, similar to what you were just talking about as well with people coming in and out of the house. And, you know, one of my biggest cautions to people is beware of your guests, you know, and it's not necessarily because they're going to do anything harmful to your pets on purpose. But when you have guests coming in your home in general, especially if they're staying overnight, you know, they may not think of the things that um, that your pets might do with their, let's say, handbag or suitcase, you know, I mean, ladies coming in may have some gum in their purse that might be sugar free, or they might keep their Advil or Tylenol in their purse, or some sort of a, a chocolate bar or something along those lines. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that we keep in our handbags and and all of that that can be very dangerous to our pets. I mean, as you well know, the number one call to the ASPCA Poison Control Center is always for human medications. And so, you know, people coming into your home may not realize that your pet might be a snooper or that they might have some sort of allergies or they may not be aware that they need to make sure that this gate or that door is a little, you know, testy. You have to push it closed a little harder than others. So, you know, it's always a very busy time of year, um, unfortunately, for emergencies. So, you know, it's one of those ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure type things. So if you think about all of this stuff ahead of time and make plans and prepare for having guests in your home, it is one thing that you can certainly avoid. You just have to take some measures to do that. And one of my favorite things that I've always recommended to my clients is to, if they're having guests coming into their homes, make a little placard that you put up in the guest room that says, hi, my name is Charlie Dog and I have a tendency to snoop. You know, please make sure that all your zippers are closed and your doors are closed and whatever so that, you know, you let people know an acute way of the things that your pets are prone to do. And it also protects them as well, keeps your pets safe. You know, a lot of us, and I'm sure that for some reason, you know, come holiday time, a lot of the gifts that clients like to bring are food, those food, food. Food, food, food. <laughs> you know, it's, this is very cute, but they, you know, those little brownies that you get in that sealed cellophane, like, you know, like a fairy tale brownies or one of those things or a Mrs. Grace's. Anyway, what's so interesting is that, and I, I've asked people to, to do this. If you took one of those sealed pouches and gave it a whiff and I asked somebody, what do you smell? And the answer is nothing. I said, to put it into perspective, a dog, if you gave that same thing for them to smell, not only would they clearly smell the brownie, they probably can tell you exactly the ratio of each ingredient in that brownie. That's how amazing their sense of smells are. And um, therefore, when you have things like this, don't think that just because it's wrapped, it's sealed, it's safe. It is not. Not for a dog. For your kids, maybe. You know, my kids don't used to when they were younger, they could sniff anything out. But <laughs> but dogs, again, if it was a piece of, you know, if it was a carrot, no, they wouldn't give it a time of day. But they knew the Hagadas was in the freezer or the chocolate chip cookies were in the jar. That they knew. So it's the same thing with our pets. They are very, very sharp. Their sense of smell is unbelievable. And another thing, Katie, you mentioned that I just have to I mentioned a couple of weeks ago and I want to reiterate. Uh, you mentioned sugarless gum, and we know there's the active ingredient in that that causes or helps the sugarless gum. It's called xylitol. Xylitol is very toxic to our pets. Well, just be aware that there are 
non-sugarless candy gum Tic Tac products out there, things that you wouldn't even expect that they would put something like this in, notably peanut butter. There are a number of sugarless peanut butters out there now that are using xylitol as their artificial sweetener. And how many of us will say to a pet owner who has to give those really yucky pills, oh, and they all, you hear it all the time, oh, I just mix it up with a little teeny bit of peanut butter. A little bit of peanut butter is going to be fine. If they ate the whole jar, I'd be very worried about pancreatitis, oils, etc. But a little bit to help take a pill is okay. However, if it's a peanut butter, that has xylitol, it's not okay. So be very, very, very careful to read ingredients, everybody, to make sure that if you're going to use something like that, it does not contain that ingredient called xylitol. That's X-Y-L-I-T-O-L. Anyway, our time is up. It goes fast, doesn't it, Katie? It does. I know. So I want to thank you once again for being our guest. Once again, give us the website. It is www.thepetshow.tv. Okay, guys, you hear that? You can go see Katie Nelson. You'll see why I wanted her to be on my show and live, but though she backed out. And, uh, <laughs> but anyway, thanks again for joining us. Have a really, really safe, fun couple of days today and tomorrow with your four-legged as well as your two-legged children. And we will see you here same time next week. Have a great week. Once again, thanks to Kong and ProSense for having me here on the show as well. Have a good week, everybody. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.